Hey, this is Pastor Chris Garcia from Numa Church, and we're so glad that you tuned into our podcast today. I pray that as you listen to today's message, God will speak to your heart in a powerful way. We could put our hands together for the Lord if you want to clap for him. We're in a series. Say the word reset for me. Okay, when we talk about reset, okay, we're talking about new opportunities. And maybe about reset, okay, we're talking about new opportunities. And maybe hitting resets on some of the patterns and the things that we were doing. And doing it a little different than we were doing it before. When I started this series, I started talking about the video game analogy. Let me ask you a question. Anybody here grew up in the Atari, the Sega, the Nintendo times? Anybody here? Our kids have are amazing. Back in my days, they were stick figures. And we were so excited. We were excited, you know, about, about the stick figures. We were excited, you know, about, about the stick figures that we had on our screen when we were playing Atari. You know, I remember this game called Combat that was like a square against another square. There were supposed to be tanks, but they didn't look like tanks. They were just squares, all right? They, our kids think when we were kids because the squares were already on the screen, all right? And you just see this little pinball going already on the screen, all right? And you just see this little pinball going doot, doot. Dude, and it would give you enough time to move your square that was a tank for it not to get hit. I remember when I got my first Nintendo, all right? I was so excited about the Nintendo, and there was this game called Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Anybody remember Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? You remember that? Man, you would go through that game, and of course, the goal of the game was to what? Fight Mike Tyson at the end and, and beat him. For those that don't know who Mike Tyson, some young people are looking at me like, Mike who? He was a boxer, all right? Heavyweight, me like, Mike who? He was a boxer, all right? Heavyweight champion in boxing, all right? Very good fighter. And I remember one day that I was playing that video game, and I finally got, okay, to Mike Tyson. You couldn't lose, okay? You had to, like, win, 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 win in order to get to him. And when I got to Mike Tyson at the end, it wasn't even 10 seconds before he knocked me out. Like I was, you would start in the last guy. No, it would send you back all the way to the beginning of the game. Last guy. No, it would send you back all the way to the beginning of the game. So I remember, no, no, I got to try this again and I got to go back at this. So I go back at it again and I get to Mike Tyson again. I'm like, okay, now I sort of like know the moves and what I got to do. And all of a sudden, I don't know how many of you guys remember this would happen. Son, the screen froze. You remember those days where all of a sudden, the, and what you had to do is that you had to take out the cassette and you had to blow on it. Remember those days? I got to Mike Tyson for the second time and I had to press reset and start all over again. By that time, my dad was saying, hey, you got a shower because you got homework to do. Now I sound like my dad because I told my kids the same thing. You got a shower because you got homework to do. So I couldn't get back there again. It took me like one more week later on to get to Mike Tyson. Because I had to hit reset in the most important part of the game. Well, let me tell you something. You're in a very important part, not of the game, but of your life. In a very important season of your life. Certain areas of your life so that you can align yourself with what God wants to do in 2023. Because I believe that 2023, God wants to use it in your life to be a big year. I don't know if you received that word this morning. But I want to let you know that the title of my message today is Reset My Goals. We're going to talk about our goals. And I'm going to talk about resetting 
We're going to talk about our goals, and I'm going to talk about resetting some of the goals that we have for 2023. Now, this is very interesting because I went online, and sometimes Google helps me prepare the message. You know, I'm like, I got some certain ideas, and I Google it up and see. So, so I Googled, what were the 10 most common goals that people have when they start a new year? All right, you want to hear what the list is? This is the list that came year resolution or goal that people have all right here we go goal that people have all right here we go exercise more did anybody have that goal starting this year come on andy put that hand up there there you go all right i got some news we're about to start february here in a couple of days i don't know how we're doing but exercise more number two lose weight anybody had the goal of losing weight andy two for two my brother come on get organized that was number three on the list how many of you guys said i'm gonna get organized in 2020 andy you didn't put your hand that one too oh my god three for three okay that was number four on the list we got a couple of people that said that's what i'm gonna do this year we got a couple of people that said that's what i'm gonna do this year all right live life to the fullest some people say you know what i just want everything we got somebody back there Martha, yeah, we got a couple. Yeah, that's my goal for this year. All right. Save more money, spend less money. That one was the next one. Couple of hands. Oscar, your hand was just shut up, man. It was just up there. Okay. This one, I don't know if you have to deal with this in church, but maybe you do. Quit smoke over that one. Spend more time with family and friends. I think this should have been like number one. Spend time with family and friends. I think this should have been like number one or two. But spend more time with family and friends. That was, uh, all right. Oscar, you want to save, but Lissy wants to travel, brother. I, I think that's a, you're in a mess of us over there. <laughs> and the last one. <laughs> And the last one, read more. There's some people that want to read more. And, all right. So those were the most common goals that people set for 20. The most common goals that people set for 2023. All right. And, and, there, and there they are. Okay. And, and I believe that all these goals that are here, you know, are, are great to go after. I think that these are awesome things. But, you know, I've given some of these things some thought this week, you know, as I was gearing up for this message today. And uh, if we're going to reset our goals, church, um, here are four things that as your pastor, uh, I really believe that, that we need to have in 2023. All these are fine. I mean, we're talking about, you know, family and friends first, saving, you know, we're all about that. We have a small groups that has to do about managing your money. We're, we're all about that. But here go four that were not in that list that I think are very important in this year. Number one, I want to let you know that I think one of our goals this year should be to be hopeful. Be hopeful. I talk to so many people, and hope is becoming more and more scarce. Hope is becoming, you know, like extinct almost. You talk to people, and people will tell you immediately all the problems and all the situations that they're going through, but they won't tell you what they're hoping for. They, they won't tell you what, what are some of, a, of the things that they're dreaming, some of the things that they would like to see. You, you talk to people, and you, we've heard this phrase before, the phrase of, you know, having the cup half full or half empty. It looks like in the season that we're living, most of the people that I talk to, they have their cup half empty instead of half full. 
they've lost their hope. They've lost their hope for life. They've lost uh, hope for a future. They, they've lost hope that things are going to turn out well. And they were telling me, you know, now, now it seems, you know, that, that, that the president is sending some tanks into, you know, that, that, that the president is sending some tanks into Ukraine. And, you know, Russia is going to put some, you know, boats on the Atlantic Ocean. And, and, and now there's another wave of COVID hitting and stuff like that. And I'm like... Oh my God, like in five seconds. Well, they were hopeful, but not that the good things were going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Well, they were hopeful, but not that the good things were going to happen. You know what I'm saying? It was hopeful that bad things were going to happen, you know? And, 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 and maybe you're, you're here, you know, and you're feeling hopeless. Maybe you're watching through that camera and, and because of, because of sissing your body. It could be that you're dealing with some sort of disease, some sort of sickness that, that is constantly there and it, and it makes you lose hope or is constantly there and it, and it makes you lose hope or, or it could be your current financial situation right now. And you're like, every year, the year starts and I find myself in a bind and I don't know how to come out of this and, and, and it's just what I, I go through. Maybe are the things going on at home. It could be that things are not well at home and, and, and you've lost hope. That, that, that are, that are, it's a hope situation for you. Situation for you. It could be fears and, and insecurities. Fears just creep in and all of a sudden, you know, I, w- I was talking to somebody the other day that you look at them at the outside and they're always confident and sure, but they were telling but you, if you would see what's in here and all the fears and all the insecurities that I deal with and how, and I was like, boy, I don't see that. You know, when I see you, I see somebody that I don't see that. You know, when I see you, I see somebody that is really going at it and this and that. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah. But inside, just to get there is a hurdle and it's a challenge all the time. And, 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 and they think it's going to be like that all the time. And they've lost hope. Well, the Bible talks a lot about this. For example, Look what the Lord uh, wants to tell you. Surely there is a future. Uh, wants to tell you. Surely there is a future, and your hope will not be cut off. Surely there is a future for you. Okay, and your hope. All right, this is important. Will not be cut off. Maybe you think it's going to be cut off because of the things that you're facing and the things that you're living. But this is a promise from God, and I want you to embrace this this morning. That there's a future that God has in store for you. You see, hope has to do with your beliefs. Say with me, beliefs. What you believe is going to happen. You believe that this is going to happen to me. You believe that's going to happen to me. Hope has to do with your beliefs that either something good, or something bad's going to happen. So you have to deal with your beliefs. What are you? Romans 15, verse 10. Beautiful scripture. It's a Beautiful scripture. It says, may the God of hope. The God of what? The God of hope, okay, fill you. May the God of hope fill you with joy. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace here it is in believing you need to believe that god has something good in store for you and i know that we go through storms and i know that we go through struggles but if your whole life is a storm 
If you've been going through a storm since 2004, brother, I got married in 2004. There's been a lot of winters and a lot of summers from 2004. Your life can continually be a storm. Something is up. Something is going on. What do you need to do? You need to believe. You need to believe. So that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. I want you in 2023 to abound in hope. How many of you guys want to abound in hope in 2023? Well, Scripture saying that through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can abound in hope. In the midst of your problem, in the midst of your situation, I don't have a magic wand to change what you're going through. But even in the midst of that, God can favorite favorite thing to do when I when it's a hobby of mine is to study when I when it's a hobby of mine is to study church history. I love church history. And I love to find out, you know, books of people that gave their life for the Lord. And one of the things that impacts me is that people in the first, second, third, and fourth century, when they were being martyred for their faith, they were singing to Jesus when that was happening. They were worshiping God. In the midst of the storm that they were going through, God would give them hope. In the, in the situations faced in this world, our hope is anchored on nothing more faced in this world. Our hope is anchored on nothing more, nothing less than Jesus Christ and his resurrection. And you and I have victory, secure. So that allows me to live how? That allows me to live hopeful in the midst of all the circumstances that I go through. What can life do to me? I'm going to be hopeful. Lamentations. Look at the name of this book. The name of this book in the Bible is called Lamentation. The guy was lamenting. He was crying. This is the prophet Jeremiah. I love his nickname. The nickname for the prophet Jeremiah is the weeping prophet. Imagine you came in here and like, okay, here comes weeping John, you know. Weeping Julie. That'll never happen. <laughs> and what would, what would the lamenting prophet, okay, or the weeping prophet write? What was the name of his book? Lamentation. Because we got to weep. And even him, he writes this in Lamentation 3, 21 through 24. He says this. But this I call to mind. Pay attention. I got to refresh my mind on this. I got I to recall it. I got to bring it to the front of my mind. And therefore, I have hope. When I recall this, I have hope. What does he recall? The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Can we put our hands together for the Lord? Because that is what we anchor our hope. So we're talking about having a reset of goals for 2023. What do I want you to do? I want you to be hopeful. I want you to be hopeful. Number two, write this down if you're taking notes. The second goal that I want you guys to have is to put the spiritual first. I want you guys to put the spiritual component of your life first this year. You know, a lot of people, when they start off the new year, you know, more people start coming to church more people that are in church start to do spiritual exercises. Why? Because they're trying to put the spiritual first, but something happens little by little, it starts to fizzle away. 
as we go into February, as we go into March, as we go into April, it seems that these goals that we had of putting the spiritual first, all of a sudden you find yourself in May and you find yourself in the same rut again. And you're like, how did I get here? And, and, and what happened? Well, there's a parable in the Bible that Jesus speaks. Parable were like stories, like let's say like modern day movies. And this is the way that Jesus would teach. How many of you guys like movies? Okay, so Jesus would use illustrations to portray a movie to the people. And he's talking about the parable of a sower. And he says, listen, this, this man went out to sow seeds. And he took seed and some fell on rocky ground and the birds came and ate. And so you start imagining all this. And, 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 and the other seed fell, you know, amongst the thorns and, and they couldn't grow. And he starts using this whole explanation. And the seed is what? Is our faith. Our beliefs, those people that say, you know what, I'm going to put God first this year. I'm going to go after it. And in Matthew 13, verse 22, look at what he says about those seeds that fell amongst the thorns. Because I really believe that this happens to a lot of us. It says, and the seed that fell among the thorns represent those that hear God's word. How many of you guys hearing the word of God today? All of us in this room, all you guys that are watching. They hear God's word, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lures of wealth. So the moment that you receive the message, something happens quickly. What happens quickly? The worry starts to happen. Worry starts, and you start to, you know, preoccupy your mind with worry and then the lure of wealth. Well, if I had a little bit more here, if I had this over here, then, then, then I'll be happy and look what the Lord says. So there is no fruit that is produced. There's no fruit that is produced. So if we're going to make the spiritual component, okay, a priority in our lives in 2023, okay, there's some decisions that we need to make. Because when we're talking about putting the spiritual first, this has to do with your desires, okay? Hope has to do with your beliefs, now, putting the spiritual first has to do with what? With your desires, what you really want. What do you really want for 2023? What do you really want to go after in 2023? I remember as a young man, I had a passion for basketball. And I really wanted to be part of my team. And I really wanted to advance in sports. And I remember that we would have practices every day. And I remember to make the team two months before we would do something called conditioning. Pastor Max is nodding his head. He's like, I remember it well. I could just hear the whistle of my coach if I close my eyes right now. And conditioning was getting prepared for the season at hand. And I remember one season in particular. I was a sophomore. And the coach got the basketball. And he says, you see this? And I'm like, yeah, that's what we're signing up for. He goes, you will not see this for the next two months. I'm like, what? I'm like, what are we going to be doing? He goes, we're going to run. We're going to get in shape. And then he said these magical words. You're going to be in the best shape of your life. And I was like, I'm already in shape. You know, like in the shape of a circle. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking a shape. He goes, no, no, no. <laughs> Back then I was like 168, many moons ago. And we had to do these conditioning drills. He would get a box and he had to jump over the box from side to side. Okay for three minutes nonstop, and then you would rest for a minute and change stations. There were three steps. You go up the steps three, down three, up three, three. Three minutes, you rest one. Then you got the jump rope. 
Three people had a regular jump rope, and another person had the big, you know, thick jump rope, and you're there three minutes. You lay it down, then you change station, all right? And then it was like jumping jack, drop on the floor, do push-up. And then when all that was done, here was the, the, the one that I loved the most. Okay, we would have to try to do two miles under 12 minutes, six minutes a mile. Today, I don't even do one mile in 12 minutes, but that's another story. And I remember we would jump through people's backyards and try to cut and do this and do that to try to get to where we needed to get to. But at the end of those two months, we would be doing two miles like in 10 minutes and 50, 10 minutes and 45. And we'd be so excited, but we had a goal in mind. What did we want to do? We wanted to be part of the team, and there was a desire. And that desire made us go through all that stuff. Well, the question that I have for you this morning is, do you have a desire for those things that are spiritual? Are you willing to pay a price for those things that are spiritual? For example, we just finished our 21 days of prayer. We're actually finishing today, church. All right, today we are concluding our first season of 2023 of 21 days of prayer. All right, and all those that have been here in the mornings or coming on Saturday or tuning in, it's been an amazing season that we've lived. All right, and there were people that were coming here, driving from all different parts of the city, coming here at 6 a.m. And you would see them. And by 7 o'clock, they were out. Why? Because they had to go to work, drop off kids, do this, do that. What are they trying to do? They're trying to go after the spiritual first. There's a desire. And I want to encourage you, church. Look over here. Just because we finished the 21 days of prayer and we're concluding today, okay, that, that passion going after God needs to end today. Going after God needs to end today. Actually, I want you to go harder after God and spiritual things this year than ever before. I want you to go after it. I don't want you guys to play with these things that are important. Have you ever gone, you know, to the gym and you see all these people that are big and you see them all cut up? You know, I always wanted to have a six-pack. Both my kids, 14-year-old and 9-year-old, they're all developed here. It's amazing. If you ask my son, David, let me see, bro, it's all like, it's crazy. And I was like, I never had that even if I dreamed for it, man. And I dreamt for it, and I never had it, and I worked for it. I, I, told, I told my wife, I don't have a six-pack, I have a keg. You know what I'm saying? Those I used to drink know what I'm, I have a keg. This is the one-pack. One I listened to two-pack, but there was one-pack here, you know? <laughs> and, and let me tell you, Doing exercise is important. The physical is important. And the Bible even talks about that in 1 Timothy 4, 8. It says physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. Promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. It's important that you exercise, but you know what? There's other spiritual habits that are more important. There are other habits that are more important than just doing physical exercise. And the way that I like to say it at the beginning of the year is this, give me one year of your life. Don't even give it to me. Give it to Jesus. Give Jesus one year of your life through Numa. If this is your spiritual house, come on, man. Let's give it one year and let's give it our all. And if you're new here, you know what? Consider, okay, making this your spiritual home today. 
and say, you know what, what does this place have to offer me? I'm just going to take a deep dive, all right, into the different things. For example, one thing that is very important here to help you in that spiritual component is called growth track. And here we have Lorraine in our front row, her and her husband, okay, they lead our growth track. Lorraine, you guys are doing a wonderful job, all right? Today is step four of our growth track. All right, and it's a four-step process. We start and come ready today. Next week, I want you to be ready. And when does it happen? At the same time of the service, okay? And we have it in Spanish and in English in two different classrooms. And we're going to help you, and that's going to be our next point, connect with the way that you're wired and the way that God made you. Go through your growth track. Number two, small groups. Our small groups start this week. Church, find a small group. I like to say, like, find a tribe, Find people that you could do life with, people that you could walk with, people that can speak life into, your, into you. So out there, we're going to have a table today. If you didn't come last week to our small groups fair, it's okay. We're going to have a table out there. It's going to talk about the different groups that we have, the different nights, days. There's some through Zoom. But join a group. In this season, let's put the spiritual first and then join the dream team. Those are the people in our church that are volunteers, that serve. And I got to tell you something. The Bible says it's better to give than to receive. There's a joy that we have when we serve the Lord with all our heart. There's a joy when we tell the Lord, Lord, Sundays we're dedicating it to you. And you know what? Use us, Lord, to make a difference in the life of other people. So you're here like, hey, how do I become a part of that? That's our dream team. And we want you to be a part of that. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. 2023, let it be a year where your goal is putting the spiritual first. I'm going to seek the kingdom first. I'm going to go after the kingdom first. And how about all, everything else? Don't worry. It's going to be added on to you. I'm going to tell you a secret that I learned very early on in my walk with the Lord. And you know what that secret was? Very simple. If I would take care of God things, God would take care of my things. And I've lived under that principle all my life. My wife knows it. Sometimes we're going through something and I'm like, let's just take care of God things. And as I take care of God's things, he takes care of my stuff. Third goal that we need to have in 2023, be purpose-driven. Be purpose-driven. I want to say it like this. There's no time to be living by chance. We don't have time for that. Like I said a moment ago, I feel like I'm celebrating my birthday three times a year. And every time, it doesn't stay at the same age. No, it just keeps adding up. I'm like, who started adding up my age, man? I should have stayed like at 20 and just stayed there. You know, what is happening? Time is ticking. Time is ticking. I saw this week at a basketball game one of my old high school buddies. He was actually the point guard for our team. And when I saw him, you know, it was so funny because I haven't seen him in years. And his head was all white. And I was like, Walter, what happened to you? And you know what he told me? The same thing that happened to you. Look at all the white hairs you have. In other words, life happened. And I got to say a little funny side note. He goes, bro, I got to take a picture. He goes, my mom is not going to believe, you know, when I show her that, that I'm here with you. His mom invited me to church when I was 18 years old because I was so messed up that that lady told me, the only thing that could help you is Jesus. And she took me to a church in Hialeah in a hotel. It was like on the, you know, 10th floor on the top. 
And I remember the pastor, he didn't even start preaching. He started speaking in tongues from the back. And I was like, what in the world is this pastor saying? And then some ladies came out with some panderos and stuff like that. And I was like, when is the service over? And the more I wanted to be over, the longer it would go. It lasted like three hours. And at the end, the lady got, it started at 7 and it ended at 10 on a Friday night. That lady ruined my gig that day, man. And then at the end, she's taking me back home and she goes, what did you think? Of course, you have to be polite and kind. So I was like, I think it was wonderful. She goes, I'll pick you up next Friday. No, I think I got plans for next Friday. <laughs> Walter's mom. And you know what he tells me? He goes, hey, my dad's 70th birthday is coming up. I just told them that you're here with me. They said it would make their day if you show up in their birthday party. Of course, that lady thought I was lost. She can't believe I'm a pastor now. Don't worry, I don't believe I'm a pastor either. My wife tells me, babe, it's time to get up on Sunday. I'm like, what I got to go? You got to go preach, man. You got to church. I'm like, all right, I'll go. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Psalm 90, verse 12. Moses wrote this psalm. Can you believe that Moses wrote one psalm? And it's Psalm 90. And he says this, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. What is it saying? Teach us to what number our days so that our mind, we could be wise with what we do with those days. We don't just want to live. We want to live. We only got one crack at this, guys. We only got one shot. We're not getting any younger. Yesterday, my wife says, in the prayer, we're here praying to close in the morning. She goes, I want everybody that is 40 and under to come to the altar. There were people that come into the altar that I was thinking they were way past 40, but they were here ready to receive prayer. So I was like, man, if they're in the altar, how do I get myself in that altar too? So then I go, I'm the pastor. I'm just going to start praying for them. And I become part of the group that is here in the altar at 40. So I started praying for people. And afterwards, I gathered some of them. I'm like, how old are you, man? He goes, I'm 39 and a half. I'm like, bro, I thought you were like 49 and a half. <laughs> Days are going by fast, guys. Teach us to what number our days. Tell the Lord, Lord, teach me to number my day that I may apply my heart to wisdom, okay? Living on purpose, guys, has to do with stewardship. Stewardship. The way that you lead your life. Look at me real quick. Worship team, come up. The way you lead your life. Let me tell you something. The first person that you got to lead, you know who it is? Yourself. You got to lead yourself first. I want to congratulate you for leading yourself to coming this morning. Because you led yourself to get up from bed to choose your clothes. Maybe you chose them last night, but in your mind was what? To come to church. And this beautiful young lady here in the front, I was talking to her today, and she told her family, I'm coming to church. And she sang them a U2 song, with or without you. She said, with or without you. She came without them, but she came. You got to lead yourself. You got to have stewardship over your life. God has given you authority over your life. 
So if you're going to walk on purpose in 2023, you got to say, okay, Lord, what am I doing with my life? Am I throwing it away or am I applying it with wisdom? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, beautiful scripture says, For we are all God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Do you know you were created for good works? The other day I was talking to somebody, I'm like, Pastor, I'm so clumsy. Every time I grab, you know, a plate, you know, with with like a mug or something, I drop the mug, the, the things fall, and then I have to pick up everything. I get nervous around people and stuff like that. So I just rather just stay in the back and not really get involved and let other people, because I, I, I'm scared that, 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 that I'll mess it up if I get involved. And if you have that type of thinking, I want to tell you that the Bible says that you are his workmanship and that you were created for good works. There's a lie you've been believing, that you're clumsy, that everything that you touch, it gets ruined. That's a lie from the pit of hell. That's not God's plan for your life. You're created wonderfully made, the Bible says. And I declare that in 2023, whatever you touch, it flourishes in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You can put your hands together for it. It says here, we are created for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them before you existed. God prepared these works for you beforehand. So that you do what? You discover it at some point in your life and you start walking in that. Guys, there's no failure. All you need to do is discover what it is that he created you for. And once you discover that, man, go at it with all your heart. Jeremiah 29 verse 11, it says, for I know the plans that I have for you. The Lord says, I know the plans. The question is, do you? Do you know the plans that he has for you? I know the plans the Lord says I have for you. Plans for peace and not for evil to give you a future. And here's that big word again, a hope. A hope. And the last goal that I want to mention that I think we need to have in 2023, and we'll close with this, is have unwavering trust. Have unwavering trust. So many people, their trust has been broken since COVID to now. People had trust in the system, and they had trust in leaders. They had trust in their wives or their husband, and trust has been broken and church, we need to have unwavering trust. Jeremiah 17, verse 7. It says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. That's the key. Blessed is the man, not that trust in Pastor Chris. Okay? Not that trust in money. You know, you know that the dollar bill says, in God we trust. No, we don't. We trust in the dollar bill. We trust in Washington. We trust... In, you know, Benjamin Franklin, we trust in him for sure. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. Not only do you trust in him, okay, but the Lord is your trust. In other words, he is your trust. It's like if trust was a person and you walk with that person. And like, what are you trusting on? 
He's my trust. He is trust. God is trust. So if people have failed you, trust in the Lord and make him your trust. So the question, when we think, what does trust have to do with? It has to do with your faith. What are you putting your faith on? Okay, and in whom are you trusting in 2023? Psalm 9, verse 10, it says, And those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those that seek you. He has not forsaken those that seek him. And today, as we close this message, I'm going to ask you to trust God with your life. This week I was talking to somebody together with my wife. And I was telling that person, do you trust this man? And she goes, explain to me what trust means. And I'm like, let me give you an analogy. If driving a car, okay, and putting your hands on the wheel is trust that you have control of that car, would you give this man the hands on the wheel of your life? And she goes, okay, that's clear. <laughs> that's clear. And the question is, do you trust the Lord with the steering wheel of your life? Can you trust God with the steering wheel of your life? And that he's going to drive it to where it needs to go. I want you to close your eyes for a second this morning. These are four goals that I'm encouraging you. Ask your pastor to have in 2023. And with your eyes closed and head bowed, I want to read a scripture to you. And this is Jesus speaking. And I want you to embrace these words that Jesus is speaking. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There were your eyes closed and head bowed. I want to ask you a very important question. We've talked about these four goals. Being hopeful, putting the spiritual component first in your life. Saying that this is a year that you're going to live on purpose, be purpose-driven. And having unwavering trust. And the question that I have for you is, have you put your trust in Jesus? as your Lord and Savior of your life. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. If you're here today and you haven't put your trust in him fully, as we sing this song, I want you to consider this because in a moment, I'm going to give you an invitation to do that today. Let's worship. Let your kingdom move. All our faith and hope is Oh, great God, let the heavens open, let your kingdom move, 
eyes closed. That song is talking about putting our faith, our hope, and our trust in our great God. And this morning, that's what I've been talking to you about. Now, if you're there today and you say, Pastor, I'm not sure I have a relationship with Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Well, that's the first step that you need to take. And I want to lead you in a prayer this morning. And if that's you, you're watching through that camera, you're here in this room today. I want to lead you in a prayer. And you pray this with your whole heart. You're going to repeat with me and say, Lord Jesus, today I put my trust and my hope in you and in your sacrifice on the cross for my sins. Today, I ask you for forgiveness for all my sins, and I invite you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, take me by the hand into the arms of my Heavenly Father and use me, Lord, to make a difference in this world. In your name I pray, not with your eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, these goals that you've spoken about today, I want to make sure that I make these goals in my life. I want to be a person that is more hopeful. I want to put the spiritual component first. Pastor, I want to be purpose-driven in 2023. And I want to have unwavering trust. If that's you, stand on your feet. I want to pray for you this morning. Right there where you're at. Just stand in your feet. You don't need to come. Right there where you're at. Amen. I want you to put your hand over your heart. Father, I thank you for each that this morning is taking a stand, that in 2023, they're going to reset their goals, Lord. And Father, they're going to be more hopeful, understanding that their hope comes from you, Holy Spirit. They're going to put that spiritual component first, making you the most important thing in their life. They're going to seek your kingdom and go after your kingdom, God. Father, they're going to be purpose-driven. They're not going to let life just happen to them and look back and say, where did 10 years of my life go? No, they're going to go after it, Lord. They're going to ask you for wisdom to number their days and make each day count. And Father, they're going to have unwavering trust in you that no matter what life throws at them, their trust is you. And you are with them. So God, allow them, Lord, to make 2023 the most amazing year of their spiritual life yet, Lord. That when they look back, they'll say, something happened in 2023 of my life. Something happened in that reset teaching that Pastor Chris gave. Father, do it now. Through your Holy Spirit, I pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. And we say amen and amen. Let's put our hands together for our great God this morning. You may Thanks again for listening. 
If you liked what you've heard, subscribe to our channel and share it with others. Now, for more content from NUMA and to connect with us, visit our webpage at numachurchmiami.org. We love you and we hope to connect with you soon.